Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. to the direct video connoisseur. This is Matt here. And um, I should say, uh, as Matt, uh, as always, but also, as always, um, we've got my two <laughs> guests here, Ty and Brett, who are no strangers to the show. Welcome back, guys. Hey, oh, how's it going? Yeah, I, I should say, once again. Muppets reviews. That's part of the, you yeah. know. Oh, yes. Yeah, right. We, you guys have been on so much that I'm not even, like, mentioning your, your, <laughs> That's your, okay. your site and everything in your podcast. I'm just like, Ty and Brett <laughs> That's are understandable, yeah. yeah, we don't yeah, even have a podcast. No, we're from Come Up Into Reviews. Yeah, exactly. no, we don't have a site anymore. No, we do. Right. <laughs> right. Just yeah, time break. A couple guys coming on to chat about movies. Yeah. yeah. Um, but one of the things too that, that I thought was interesting because um, when, you know, when we get into our topic today, we're going to be talking about unsung doll films. And one of the things that's interesting is Dolph has been the subject of the most podcasts that I've done. Yeah, I think he's been like I think of like five or six Dolph episodes on here. And but you guys have been on the most, but have never talked about Dolph before. So that's oh, just interesting, interesting that we're finally like sort of scratching that itch, right? And having you know, bringing the the the, the, the most topics and and the person who's been you know, the guys who've been the guests the most together for for uh, finally. I guess uh, you know mathematically it was only a matter of time till this episode <laughs> happened. Just I'm judging by the past, so yeah, we're we're very happy to be here as always. Oh, I love being here. <laughs> yeah. Now, one thing before we jump into the topic, uh, Ty and I were kind of chatting about cameo. Um, and and this, great band. This, yeah. Right. Yes. Right. Exactly. Right. We're talking about Word Up and and uh, you know Word Up. Right. <laughs> That's pretty good. Right. Oh, thanks. Um, yeah, and, you know, and we we thought about kind of how they changed music in the '80s, and no, no, but, yeah. uh, but really, like we're talking about um, that 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 you know the um that service out there where you can pay you know a certain amount of money depending on the celebrity and how much the celebrity charges, um, and they'll give you a message. Um, we were talking about kind of some some ones that have come up, and actually, kind of one of the funny ones um that I remember seeing recently was um, uh, somebody had Smokey Robinson, um, wish mm -hmm. their their mother a happy Hanukkah, um. And he did, he'd never seen Hanukkah spelled with the C-H before. So he was like, um, so they want me to wish you, I don't know what this is, but a, a happy Chinooka. So yeah. uh, happy Chinooka. <laughs> After all this time, he doesn't know how that's spelled. Come on, Smokey. You know, it may be, it's like uh, the suit that Mario had in Super Mario Brothers 3. Or, or that was the Chinooki suit. Never mind. Sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> right, happy Chinooki. <laughs> exactly. Happy Chinooki suit. 
I think one of the things we were talking about, because, you know, with what we do here, right, with with this kind of thing, you know, you you never know, like, you know, like if we if we do get a chance to talk to to somebody famous who who does the movies or they they respond to a tweet or a comment on a blog or something like that. But, yeah, like, you know, like kind of the idea of, you know, paying you know, one of these celebrities to, to communicate with us or to, to even wish us a happy birthday or something like kind of like, like, I, I think it's, it's Ty, I think as you put it, it's like, there's some, almost like there's something missing with that, right? There's something missing. Yeah. Interesting. Doesn't it? Cause they just talk to you on their cell phone. So like, happy birthday, Matt. It's me, Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> why? Well, you know, cause this, <laughs> this is because this service is called cameo. Yeah. Do they have the guy from cameo? Because that's a great question. I can look that up. Well, what's his, what's his real name, Mr. Cameron? I believe his name is Larry Blackman. Right. Okay. I was going to say, yeah, what I didn't know name. his first name, but I knew Blackman. Yeah, because I, I, think, I think Cameo has been through like however many different iterations. Like, I think at one time they were like like 15 people or something like that. They were like some. <laughs> well, yeah, I think a lot of those funk bands of the day, they had like an incredible amount of members because they were taking after maybe Earth, Wind, and Fire, and God knows how many members they have. Probably like 37 members. So, you know, they. I, maybe cameo is doing the same thing so i think that would be good if you get the guide you could say like you know well, that, it, that inimitable voice that i can't imitate if he if he said uh, happy birthday or whatever you know that would that would be the cameo on top of cameo it would be great is it larry blackman m-o-n or m-a-n, M-O-N yeah i think M-O-N, i don't yeah. see mr larry blackman on okay, he's not there uh, of see, course he's oversight. So. I'm kind of curious, actually, how because I, I I hate saying this. It sounds very um, uh, um, it sounds very macabre to say this, but I, I'm kind of uh. curious to know if, if Larry Blackman is still with us, even. Well, that, that is a good question. To me, know. that's the only thing that could explain why he's not on Cameo. Well, it says after I typed in Larry Blackman, Larry Wilcox is on Cameo. Oh, <laughs> okay. So we can want or maybe Eric Estrada too. Yeah, and, and so Larry Blackman is still with us, um, oh, according good. to Wikipedia. Okay, uh, he is an American vocalist as opposed to was an American vocalist. <laughs> what was he now? He's like a South, he's like an Australian vocalist. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at Wikipedia like American vocalist Larry Blackman. Like... <laughs> it also says like his 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 years active. Um, he was born in 1956. It says 1971 was like his first, you know, year hmm. active. So from 15, he he was starting as as um. Uh, um, yeah, he started doing music, but I mean, really, as we we know him, he, he really hits his stride in the mid '80s. I think that's. Where oh yeah, well, it takes time to develop a you know a, a great style like that. I think probably. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, may, um, you know, Larry, if you're if you're listening to us out there, um, you know, there's there's money to be made for, from Cameo. I I feel like he could rule Cameo. I think you know. Oh, I mean, all he has to do is say word up to someone, and there you go. Yeah, I mean, this is such a no-brainer. It's not even funny. I, the cameo people are listening. They're from the company. Yeah, this guy, come on. Have him advertise for you. I mean, can you imagine like you're watching a movie on TV or something, and like there's a commercial in the middle of the Tubi movie, and there's Larry Blackman being like, (laughs) "What's the word? Get cameo." Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, that's, that's too perfect. good of an idea, as I always say with Ty. Too good of an idea. Well, you were telling me also, well, Dolph costs 350 bucks on Cameo. Um, I looked but for how long? Like, should we hire him to do like a two-minute interview? Well, do you, that's oh. a great question. Um, I don't know. I mean, a lot of work or does it have to be just him saying happy birthday? Well, it yeah. could be anything, really. 
I think they can say if they don't want to do something. Because I was telling um, Ty, like, I there's a, a video game I, I play on my phone where, you know, like, you can, if you watch ads, like, they give you stuff or whatever. And um, one of the ads was, like, for some, like, game that, like, I think it's kind of a ripoff kind of thing. But they, they used Cameo to get people like Cedric the Entertainer and Snoop Dogg to talk <laughs> about, you know, download this app, you know. And, and so I think some people were like, no, I'm not going to do download this app or whatever. I'm not going to advertise a product. But, um yeah, because I, I know one of the ones. Um, there's a guy in in Boston, Jim Murray, who does works on a um, you know, a, a radio show, and uh, he will do like voices because he does all kinds of different voices. Like I think I was telling you, Ty, like he um, when when Bain Capital bought um, bought uh, um, Subway, he did this whole routine about like right, Bane from yeah. the Batman movies, being like, I like the sweet onion chicken teriyaki. The sweet ugly chicken teriyaki. I was born in it. I grew up in it, you know, or something like that. Um, so you could call, you, like, you could have him do that kind of stuff. But like, he won't like if, if like, for example, like he makes a sports take or something, he won't like do the opposite. Um, so like, like he was saying, like Tom Brady won because he won the, the the Super Bowl. He beat the Patriots because they they cut him. You know, they didn't want to have him on the team anymore. So he went to Tampa Bay and, and won the Super Bowl. You couldn't like make a, a pay him forty bucks to say how much he hates Tom Brady. Like you know, like that oh, kind okay. of thing. Um, but like he'll do just any voice. Like you just you know be like, hey, can you do the, the voice of this person and say happy birthday? And for forty bucks, he'll do it. Um, so like Dolph might have some rules. Like it might not be like you could give him like a list of interview questions and be like, you know, for three hundred fifty bucks, will you answer these interview questions about like what it was like doing Showdown in Little Tokyo? Which I would well, love if to you know, do like a really fast interview, like <laughs> just ask questions really fast. Like, what was it like working on Showdown? Little Tokyo? Okay, that's great. So uh, yeah. <laughs> you just through the interview so you can meet your three minute time slot. Yeah. Do you like Do you like Montel Williams still from uh, Peacekeeper? It's like. Well, because right, you can't talk to them. <laughs> the way it works, I think, right, is that you you give them the message, and then on the when they get a chance, they they record it. And I also don't know too if there's like a rule of how long. Like so, like if we pay Dolph three hundred fifty bucks, like I don't know, does he have like three months to to do the? I mean, because I guess with the, when it's a birthday message, right, you kind of hope that they do it in time well, for the birthday. But I don't know if there's like a rule for like how long, because that's the other thing. But I think like. Yeah, I've never thought about the interview part of it because, I mean, obviously, you know, with the kind of budgets that we work on, which are pretty much zero, um, you know, spending 250 bucks to, to, to get Dolph to answer some questions about Showdown in Little Tokyo, even if we just give him a list and say, you know, you know, can you tell us what you thought about, you know, Showdown in Little Tokyo um, for 350 bucks? And you then know, he can pick one, like we give him like a list of like 30 questions and he only has time for one. So like you get the recording back and it's. Yes, and that's yeah. all you get. It's just an answer to a question. Yeah. You don't know which one. I like working on Showdown Little Tokyo. Also, of course, they begin to do one of those station IDs. You know, like oh. this is all flood good, and you're listening yeah. to <laughs> come up its reviews. You know, maybe we can get him to do that. You know, that's probably more plausible. Yeah, he probably would do that. I mean, that's you know, and that's the question: is it you know, is three hundred fifty bucks worth it, or is it like, I mean, you know, does Frank Zagarino have one, and he's like even cheaper, maybe? And you're like, okay, you know, Frank Zagarino here for Muppet Reviews podcast, you know. Um, and I guess the other thing too is, from from our standpoint, is it cooler to have like Zagarino or David Bradley yeah. than it is to have Dolph? Like that's another thing. Like Dolph's almost like is an obvious one, but um, you know, would it be cooler? You know, and then it's like or, how or far down two for the price of one. Oh, sorry. I said you can get two for maybe you can get two for the price of one. Like instead of getting one doll for three fifty, maybe you can get like Zagarino and Bradley for the same price. You get two. You know, I can't, I can't tell who's who. <laughs> yeah, right. 
I mean, can well, you imagine they, they would be 175 though? Like they, if they're <laughs> on there, they can't get four. You know, maybe you can get a bunch of guys. But if I wanted Dolph, I'll just get Ty to do it. You know, yeah, Ty can. You know, for free. Yeah, happy, happy birthday, Brett. It's not your birthday <laughs> yes, yet, though. Yeah. I wouldn't know the difference. Yeah. <laughs> But that you, you should probably advertise, Ty, that you're not free for everybody. Like, not, yeah. you know, everybody can't just be, like, sending you emails saying, like, can you wish me happy birthday? It's Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, it's like you got to – at that point, right, because you just get inundated with, you know, just – Well, yeah, you'd just, be like the guy from Boston. I can do Trump if you want, but it's just, you know. <laughs> happy know. birthday, Matt Thurier. Thank birthday. So, you know, we just get a really skilled impressionist to do these, and some people might not know the the difference. I think we just beat Cameo at its own game. Yeah, we start our own Cameo. <laughs> it could be called, like, Pendant, and then we just do all the voices ourselves. What do you call Pendant? Well, yeah, Cameo, like a, oh, yes. you know, right. like a thing women wear. I don't know. <laughs> well, oh, Shaw. I, I mean, I like it as almost like too, like you know, when you go to Vegas and like instead of seeing Elvis or Wayne Newton, you're seeing like the the impersonators doing yeah. Elvis and Wayne Newton. Like that's that, Wayne that, Newton that, impersonator, <laughs> and it's more fun probably, you know, to to see these impersonators. Yeah, yeah. Well, we need I to get mean, Wayne I, Newton to talk about best of the best too in brackets. Maybe he's still yeah, friends exactly. with Ralph Muller. Can you imagine? Yeah, I mean, Wayne Newton, that would be, I mean, Wayne Newton would, like, so, like, I don't know what Wayne Newton, I have a feeling Wayne Newton would be expensive, just for my 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 sense of it, you know. I'm trying to find the most expensive people on Cameo. I know we're talking about Cameo the whole time, we gotta talk about Dolph, but it's just like... <laughs> well, if you can find an expensive person, let us know, but, you know, okay, I, I'll, I think I'll Wayne around. Newton does have a, uh, a very devoted fan base, so I do think he would probably charge in the several hundreds would be my guess, but um, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, or you can get Chuck say, Norris, four hundred and fifty uh, bucks. Wow! So, I can't Mom, do Chuck Chuckster. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I don't know. What, what the only line I know from Chuck Norris? One of my, my favorite lines is um, what was that movie he did with um, uh, Jonathan Brandis? Um, oh, Sidekicks. Sidekicks, right? And like uh, Joe Piscopo's like, oh, you're the best. I want to see it. And he's like, well, it is just like, well, you're only going to see it once, you know, or something oh. like that. <laughs> yeah, he always has lines like that, like these stupid kind of one-liners, you know. Um, I mean, obviously, the, he has some great lines in Braddock missing in action three, which yeah. is, I don't step on toes, I step on necks. Yeah. And um, uh, that, um, there's another great line from that movie that I've blanking on because i wasn't planning on talking about braddock today but braddock <laughs> does have some of his classic norris one-liners so if anyone wants to see those just check out uh missing in action three also i guess there's the great one from the hitman drop dead it's like <laughs> it's like that's ridiculous yeah, yeah you, you know that was the thing with 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 norris i mean he's he's turning 80 this year or he turned 80 oh, last year yeah he looks pretty good on cameo because it could be you know you know, photoshopped or something, but he well, doesn't look frankly all the time. That, I you see know. the commercial still. I guess doesn't Wesley Snipes drop by? It's like, oh, I love the home gym. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Wesley Snipes might be another one that you know, like, uh, yeah. But I think Wesley Snipes would charge a lot too. Don't you feel like he would, you know? Um, yeah, I think he would, but he has tax problems he needs to iron out. So I, you can understand. <laughs> Maybe Nicholas Cage should be on cameo. <laughs> Yeah, I can't do it. Sorry, Nicholas Cage impression is kind of tricky. I mean, because he kind of gets more intense towards the end. 
Yeah. And he's a little raspy, so he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> he, like, he like wraps it up. You know, that's how you have to do your your cage impression if you're gonna yeah, work like, on I'm on cameo. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, Nicholas Cage. You know, I mean, he's someone. Now that we're talking here, because you know, before we get into Dolph, I mean, yeah. he's an interesting one for a podcast like like ours, where um, where he's doing a lot of direct to video stuff now. Uh, and it's almost like the direct-to-video stuff in some ways. Let like like it's like it's like a weird difference between the way Nicolas Cage does direct-to-video and Bruce Willis does it. Where like Bruce Willis is like, I'm just gonna show up and you know do my 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 day of shooting. Give me my 65 grand. I'm out. You know I'm not doing multiple locations. Uh, yeah. I'm not doing wardrobe <laughs> changes. I'm not doing my reverse shots. I'm not doing, I'm not doing dialogue. Yeah. Right. Exactly. No. I'm just I'm here. I'm bald. I'm wearing a suit. Get your scenes. Yep. and I'm out. You That's know, a- <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's a great way to work. Yeah, I mean, if you can do it, you know, if you can do like the, if you get to the point in your career when you can do a, a Willis or a David Caruso, where you basically have to do no work, um, and you get a lot of money, that that is awesome. You know, that is so great yeah. for you. Usually, and not so much for fans. Yeah, for the fans, the director, the writer, the cinematographer, but especially the cinematographer. <laughs> so it's like yeah, right. the reverse shots. Well, that's the fake shemps. That's where the fake shemps come in. Yeah. I mean, he has some good ones. Well, not really. He has some terrible fake gems. But Nicolas Cage, I mean, he does the work for the most part. Well, I can't he tell shows him up. That. Yeah. And that, he shows yeah, up. That's what I was thinking, like, Nicolas Cage, like, it's almost like for Nicolas Cage, he's like, well, if I'm doing Hollywood pictures, it's got to be like, you know, the weatherman or family man or whatever man that he's doing, <laughs> you know? And it's like, he can't just be Nicolas Cage. Whereas, like, the DTV stuff, he's like, oh, you know, they're happy to have me here, so I'm just going to do what what I do. And uh, it's almost like he embraces the freedom, whereas Bruce Willis is like, just get me in here and get me out of here and give me my cash, you know? <laughs> yeah, like yeah. And it's kind of, that's unfortunate because you can kind of tell, you know. Yeah, it's, it's contempt. Not as bad as Burt Reynolds in uh, Malone, but it was pretty close. <laughs> Um, What's that movie? Wow. He's in Precious Cargo. So he's co-starring with Mark Paul Gosselaar. So it's like he's probably like, I have to co-star in a movie with Zach Morris. Right. I'm not going to show up that much. Oh, maybe for a day, <laughs> half a day. <laughs> yeah. But also, you know, Cage is doing some more interesting material. Like if you look at movies like Mandy or Colorado Space, yeah. you know, th- that's a. I mean. Both of those movies have their flaws, but they're very interesting movies and a lot more interesting than anything Bruce Willis has been working on for a very long time, if ever. Because Bruce Willis is getting into the Seagal department of hard kill. It's like, <laughs> I saw that. I think it's on it's Netflix, isn't it? Yeah. Hard kill. <laughs> hard kill. That sounds familiar. And like all the first kill. It's like, or, or they're missing a certain preposition, like, or I, I don't know if it's a preposition or not, but maybe the word two, you know, yeah, so yeah. it would be in there somewhere. Hard right, kill hard two. Just... I'm surprised he hasn't made it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hard yeah. kill two, kill harder. Well, <laughs> or maybe put the two in between the two words. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, imagine if you did a movie with Seagal and, oh. and Willis, where <laughs> oh. it's just like. No one would show up. Yeah, it would just be all, all shamps. You would have to get Keone Waxman to direct that, right? Because he's the oh, only course, person yeah. that could could handle that much non-work in a movie <laughs> from the, the main stars. It's all the back of their heads. It's all Roy Olberson head, or just you know, yeah, it's like a reverse shot, but it's but the backs of both their heads. It'd be very surrealistic. Yeah, I mean the whole time because you're not getting you're not getting close up. Maybe if you're lucky at one. Yeah, he he would have to call like every kind of like 
middle grade. Like you'd have to be like, all right, I need Byron Man, I need Johnny Mesner, um, yeah. I need you know Bren Foster. I mean, just I just anybody. Right, I need everybody just to work because I I've got so much non-work happening in this film <laughs> that I need these guys who come in and do all the work. You know, like just, just yeah, I, yeah, yeah. They I, have I, to work over it exactly. Yeah, hilarious. That's a great idea. It would be like the director would be directing like an entire cast of stand-ins. You yeah. know. <laughs> You know, no actual actors. And, you know, the people that's, that's you know, stand, those are the people that, you know, when they're testing the light and all that, they have to stand there. They, yeah. That's what would be their whole movie. They can be called stand in, or maybe. Good, you can call it fake ship. You call it fake yeah. ship. And, yeah, I mean, I mean, I think the, the only director that Out could for a that hard off. kill. Yeah, right, yeah. Exactly. Right. Hard kill, too. Fake ship. You know, yeah. or soft kill. Soft kill. Soft, soft kill, kill would actually be a good title for that one. Um, Half past die hard. <laughs> no, just, now you're just being silly you know? yeah <laughs> mixing up every single and brutal title you know? right yeah <laughs> well yeah well maybe this is a good segue um yeah. we golf. well no because you I know, know. I, think, I think there may be a good segue about oh. this topic is that i think one of the things with Dolph, right, is that you, you, everybody knows the big ones with him, but he's got so many films that he's done. And I think we talk about some of those other ones a lot. And that's why I thought it was kind of a cool idea for us to maybe do the unsung Dolph, right? The Dolph yes, that, that aren't there. Good idea. It's a fun idea. Yeah. But I think also, too, one of the things is Dolph recently, in the, in maybe in the 2010s, he's been doing more of these kind of like only in the film for a little bit kind of movies. Um, it does seem to be a does trend with a shows? lot of. I don't know if he has fake shimps. How do you get a doll fake shimp? I don't even know. How oh, exactly. Right? Yeah. <laughs> that would be you very difficult. I have to but, show up. I have no fake shimps. <laughs> but they do but like. He sounds like the type of guy who would be proud to not have fake shimps. Yeah, right. Like I can picture him on social media saying, "I don't use fake shimps." Like I can totally <laughs> see that. Hey, that's not bad. You're working on your. Well, I've listened to you, I guess, over the years. <laughs> Yeah, but, all three but, of us do at the same time. It's <laughs> just like three dolls. <laughs> <laughs> no me. Yeah, I only do my own, my own overdubbing. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> we have our own dolls impressions. Our own doll. But um, but yeah, I mean, I think one of the things with Dolph is that like. For someone that we consider like kind of one of the best at the, the DTV huh. realm, there's only a, a certain number of movies that we really talk about. And so um, when I was trying to think of a good idea for you, because, again, you know, trying to bring you guys who have been on the show so many times and then Dolph, who's been uh, a topic so many times, bringing you together, yeah. but coming up with a, with a way to do it in a unique way. Because, again, you know, we just do Dolph. Uh, every, you know, I mean, everybody talks about the same Dolph, I think, in, in the yeah. same films. Phil, Tokyo, The Punisher. Like right. Yeah. Those movies are worth talking about, but yeah, you're right, they, they have been done to death, kind of. I mean, there's, they're the ones people know, the, the people that don't really dig deep like we do. You know, we're yeah. watching every Dolph. So I think, I think it's it's kind of incumbent upon us to bring these Dolphs to light. So I do think that's a good idea on your part. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, how? I guess because we, we've both got our list, so we might as well just do it the standard way we've always done it, right? Okay. Where we sort of just trade off and, and talk. And I think I, I have a feeling there might be some overlap. But on the other hand, this is going to be a unique one because I didn't really come up with any rules for what's an unsung doll. To you might be not unsung to us. And right. he has such an extensive filmography at this point. There's a chance you might not overlap at all. Right. There's a real chance. I think yeah, I might I have, have given away what. Might yeah, be I think we, we're overlapping on at least one. Um, yeah. Because I think we've joked about it beforehand. So, yeah. so that'll be good. But yeah, why don't we jump <laughs> into it, Ty, if you want to do your first All one? Right. So my first one is Direct Contact. Nice. <clears throat> okay. So 
because that one is just ridiculous, you know, because he's just stuck in Bulgaria and he's <clears> shooting everyone. And the guy <laughs> has that great line. They're like some sort of like official saying, what if he goes AOL <laughs> instead of AWOL? Yeah, the guy. That wasn't a joke. Yeah. He, he says AOL. If you listen to his yeah. line reading, he says, what if he goes AOL? I think so. I sent you the video, Matt, uh, yes. a year ago. Yes. I rewatched it last year for like, doing some like kind of dolphophons. Right. It's like, I still have it, I think. <laughs> but I know I think he wanted to go back and check. Does he really say it or is that yeah. just, you know, something I misheard? No, he really says it. Yeah, yeah, what if he goes AOL? So it's like, <laughs> right. right? Well, he he got three thousand free hours, so I yeah. think that's. <laughs> well, he could have he could have gone uh, Anna Nicole Smith in and um uh, to the limit with the the AOL free disc, right? Oh, yeah, to... right. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. Um, Anna Nicole Smith as Monica Lewinsky in To the Limit. <laughs> Someone needs to make up a poster online and and do that because that's that's amazing. Um, you, you know, it's funny. This one didn't make my list, but it actually was my number two of my top ten um, DTV films of the oh. of the two thousands. So oh. uh, it it probably should have made my list. Um, and and it wasn't even like an honorable mention. I don't know why I didn't even consider it. But yeah, I, I, this is a fun one. I think also one of the interesting things from a non Dolph standpoint on this one is that Michael Pare. This is yes. like one of those first ones where he started to try to be the next Eric Roberts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's and well said. Yeah, pulls it off on this one. It's- because he's just fun in it. Yeah. He's like, and just, you know, appearing in anything and lots of movies and, and the, one of these sort of guys that is just will show up all the time, you know, kind of like Eric Roberts. So I see what you're saying. He does play a very similar, very Eric Robertsy type of role here. Right. Don't make I, me I, mention the Eric Roberts in the van again. Because right. <laughs> <laughs> well, am I saying or is it a Pare or Pare? Is it, I think it's Pare, yeah. isn't it? I don't I, know, but I've always I've, I've thought heard it was said Paré. both ways. I think it's Paré, yeah. like Michael Paré. So well, like... because the accents on the E, so I'm thinking Paré. Right. Just you know, if there's people listening to this that say otherwise, write in today. But I do think it's I think it's Paré. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, you know, he. I think that would be a dream role for him is the the van, just sitting in the van. <laughs> Like, I think there are a few guys that are, that have seen what, what Michael, what, what uh, Eric Roberts has done, and think like this. This is this is you know, wait. I mean, I think you know Brian. Bo- um, I hope said Brian Bosworth. Um, no, I'm thinking of um, um, oh, uh, no, I can't right. think of the the one who was in um, uh, um, uh, Brian Ben Rocky Horror. Um, Tim uh, Curry. Boswick? Oh, oh no, Barry Boswick. Barry Boswick. Yeah. Barry. I, yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah, Barry. I'm like, I'm like, my names are bad. I'm, I'm bad with names. Um, but well, I get Barry Boxwick and Bruce Bro- Boxleitner confused yeah. all the time. So Boxleitner's another one who could go that route. I mean, he seems to be really good with the with the the the, the made for TV Lifetime movie. But you know, yeah. well, you know, I have uh, something like that, but I I don't want to give it away on this. Ep- I can give it away on your show. My idea of the next battle between you know, remember I did Tim Busfield versus Tim Matheson? Oh yes. <laughs> I mean, I can do the other one. I have. I, was, I can just say who cares. Which is, um, I don't know, okay, now I lost. Oh, here it is. Here it is. So, <laughs> I don't remember. Oh, here it is. It's Dale Midkiff versus Randall Patinkoff. <laughs> so, we'll so, go deeper into that in the next episode. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, we can flesh that out later. Yeah. yeah. I just wanted, that's just the idea. So. It, it is funny how when you watch a lot of these movies, there are these types 
that just seem to show up and you're just like, you know, and, and sometimes it's like that type is like a poor man's version of another type or, or sometimes it's just like you could replace it with another one or, or you know, it's like any number of three guys that could be playing yeah, that part. They're replaceable. They're a dime a dozen, as they say. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, that did kind of give me an idea for an episode. Well, this could okay. work. Matt, I'm write it down right now. Shows or ours, but why don't we do an episode devoted to that? Because I feel like that would generate a lot of discussion. So if it's someone versus someone, or people that are very similar in the DTV world, why why not okay. flesh that out into a whole discussion? That might be, and, and maybe making our lists of those, right? Like you know, like you know, yeah, that would be an interesting kind of list. Maybe we do like a, a three instead of a five for that, because um, there's, right. yeah, there's okay. three per, per yeah, yeah, six people so or more. Like, it could be two or three in some cases. Yeah. Yeah, we have like I, 20 people to talk about. I'll write that down. Sure. I'm just going to say I'm just gonna, that, could, that could be a good episode uh, for podcasting. Yeah. Sure. When, when we watch these movies, it is funny when you see enough of these, you know, you, you, you start to kind of, you, you kind of, there's almost like a, like a language and an understanding of how the films work that is, um, Right, that's just sort of unique to people who watch a lot of them. I, that's one of the things I love yeah. about your podcast is you guys kind of like talk in that realm um, a lot, and it's like very easy <laughs> oh, to understand right. it. Like you know, like oh yeah, this guy's a cop on the edge, and it's like yeah, you know, it's, <laughs> you know, it's like just like the cop on the edge concept is something that's just like I mean, how many times do you see like a box and it's like so and so is a cop on the edge, you know, yeah. and it's like you know, it's <laughs> like you know, it's like okay, yep, this guy's a cop, and it's like you just say it and you kind of know what exactly what yeah, it means, right? Clay, you know? and then like, yeah, and head. that precludes you know several paragraphs worth of explaining it it just cop on the edge you know it you love it you know what it means and then we just go on to the next bit so thank you for recognizing that yeah, yeah for sure. sure. well we gotta yeah, go so, to your number five yeah so like, number oh, five. oh yeah oh, go, go ahead, ahead. <laughs> oh, oh classic the go ahead bit um so if the direct contact yeah i definitely would recommend that i mean a lot of wacky stuff happens won't say anymore no one's seen it so. yeah and it is available on um pretty much everywhere direct it's on Tubi. Um, oh, it's Tubi. I, I, I think Tubi's better than Pluto for my money because um, yes. it's on Pluto as well. But I, I, I think Tubi is the one. If you can get something on Tubi because it's also on um, the IMDb channel, which is technically um, – I guess like I, it's like IMDb, Amazon Prime. Right. It's like Amazon Prime with commercials. You can go on yeah. Prime and – yeah. Um, watch free with commercials. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but I did watch like the first several seasons of Columbo on IMDb TV, and it's pretty painless. Like it's like – some short commercials, and they're all the same commercials over and over again, usually for Amazon or something Amazon-related. And you can just mute it or walk away. It's, 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 I mean, but that's TV, and you expect there to be some commercials. As far as movies, I don't know if I would do that, but I thought watching Columbo on it was pretty painless. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, well, we've got to go to your number, right? Number five. I don't want to so, yeah, my number five. Um, so I went with Skin Trade for my number five. Um, oh, my. And- <laughs> As a recent Dolfer, I think yeah. um, I mean it's got a huge cast. Uh, it's interesting for film that has the cast that it has. It doesn't get the kind of recognition I think that some of the other Dolph ones get. You know, people don't talk about Skin Trade the way they talk about you know some of the other big ones. And I don't know if this is necessarily as good as like say a, um, a Showdown in Little Tokyo or something like that. But you know, Michael J. White's good in it. Tony Jaa's good in it. Um, Peter Weller's in yeah, it. Yeah, Pete Weller. Pete Weller, Rod Perlman. <laughs> I mean, it's it, and, and it's and it's definitely like kind of an invested cast where, you know. And I think part of the idea was I think this was supposed to be Tony Jaa's introduction to American audiences. So I think everybody wanted to do it well. And then I don't know what happened. If maybe it was shelved and Tony Jaa came out in something else, but I don't know exactly what happened there. It kind um, of went straight to video and kind of kind of fell, no, kind of fell off the radar. Yeah. 
Well, I, ahead, I do. I recognize I, that's well said when you said they're invested, because I do think there was some sort of very earnest attempt to talk about like human trafficking and child trafficking in the movie. Like there's a opening on screen crawl, if I am not mistaken, or maybe one after the movie talking about that. So I do think there's a certain earnestness to the movie. Um, and so I, that's it, cool that you picked up on that. It, it still might be online. Cause I think when they were kind of shooting it or making it Dolph was on CNN or some other news show. Like, I'm making skin trade. I'm, I'm on CNN. I like James Earl Jones. <laughs> this is CNN. <laughs> So it's like, and it Wait, seems like it's like a, the one with um, Kung Lei, and he looked. Is Kung Lei oh. in this movie? <laughs> or am I thinking of something? No, no, you're thinking of um, you're thinking of um, uh, puncture wounds. Puncture wounds. Yeah, that's what puncture I was, wounds. I'm thinking of some kind of injury. I was trying to think of what injury yeah, it was. Skin, like, puncture. Stabbing, I was getting that mixed up. Puncture wounds. Yeah. Exit wounds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, because I was just gonna. I don't know if anyone's gonna be talking about that later, but um, that's on the box art where Kung Lei looks exactly like Cuba Gooding Jr. Yeah, that, um, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> well, because they were in a movie together, right? Uh, one, one from the chamber. Mm-hmm. Yep, <laughs> so. yep. They did one in the chamber together. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, Skin Train's another one that's available everywhere. It's on Tubi, Pluto, Crackle. Um, oh, Crackle. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's, it's yeah. I mean, I think for me, I think Crackle and Pluto seem to have more commercials than Tubi. I don't know um, if maybe. Um, it feels like Tubi seems to do it better, and I, I also feel like Tubi. It seems like if we support Tubi, like more and more of the stuff we like it because I've, I've been seeing like some some good Scott Atkins ending up on there. Um, I think Legacy of Lies, which just came out this year, is already on Tubi. So. Right, which we watched. Yeah, yeah. found it at Goodwill for two dollars, and oh no, Savers at two dollars. Yeah, like, yeah, it was on the bottom it, of the DVD. It's like, <laughs> like, like what? Legacy of Lies. Wait, that's a new movie. <laughs> yeah, somebody was trying to hide it. Somebody was trying to hide it and come back with money later, and uh, you scooped it on the. Oh, you can't list. do that at these thrift stores. If, yeah. you, if you see it, you have to get it because it's yeah. not going to be back. Yeah, because it's my experience. You get these hot releases at G Will, so it's pretty good. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's where a lot of these things are going. Well, you found some movies from 2021 at Goodwill. Yeah, I found that Tara Reid movie called uh, Attraction to Paris. It also has uh, Christopher Atkins. I haven't watched it yet. It's in a pile, but. It's like a thriller or some of that. And it's like 2021, that's this year. Maybe the best time, isn't it? For, it's interesting because like the movies themselves are not as good anymore, right? No. Like it, you know, as, as they <laughs> not were generally, the no. But like yeah. compared to like when we started doing this in, in the in the late 2000s, where it was like, you, it was really hard to find a lot of things. It seems like between the streaming services uh, between like low cost DVDs and Blu-rays that are now ending up in the use pass. It's like, y- y- there's a, 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 like kind of like a wealth of stuff out there. Yeah. Availability is, has increased, it's increased. but, but you know, there's, we still have a rare movie list of about, well, I'm not sure. It's like one page of movies that are really, really hard to find. So the, the thrill of the chase does go on. Right. And um, because that's the thing. Yeah. Availability is, is so much more than it used to be. But then again, the thrill of the hunt and finding the stuff has gone down. Because when you have everything at your fingertips, the the, the excitement, the thrill kind of goes away. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of mixed on that. Because on the one hand, yes, you can get lots more. But on the other hand, the, the hunting and the finding that uh, that we used to have is not really around. So, I, you know, I'm kind of torn mm-hmm. by that. I understand yeah. that feeling. Because, like, you can just talk to Tubi and say, I want to watch Skin Trade. And like, yeah. okay, here you go. 
<laughs> yeah, in the old days, it would take months, if not years, to find a movie like that. Now it's like right at our fingertips. Yeah, uh, you have to hope Netflix would have it on DVD. Yeah. On um, DVD, and then it might be saved. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And if they don't, then then what? And you're right. goofed for years. It's like, yeah, well, it's like, yeah, like Ty said, the the the, the dreaded saved, right? Yeah, oh, saved. Yeah, saved. Yeah. We're still dealing with that because we still have Netflix disc that we yeah. use. Yeah, so do you still get ones that say saved? Um, like you, yeah, you I think leaving them. Las oh, yeah, Vegas is save. Oh. Yeah, well, I added to my library queue because actually yeah. <laughs> you, you can oh, do yeah, that. See, oh, oh, you did that? Or I'll erase it later. Oh, I added it to it, so I mean I can oh, okay. get it from the library. Because oh, okay. you, you can do a similar thing. You can find DVDs that your local library system might have, yeah. and yeah, then you Atkins, can create a list. Uh, they had a couple Atkins at the library, which I was surprised. Yes. Yeah, Max Cloud, I think, is available on Hoopla. Um, I've got to see yes, that one. Is that what's called? Max Cloud? Is that what it's Yeah, he's like, it's, it's not a sci-fi. I want to, maybe it's a slog movie, not a sci-fi movie. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Is that his, is no, that his retrograde? from the library. That movie Zero Tolerance that he's quote-unquote yes. in, you know, they kind right. of spliced <laughs> in the footage. That, that's, but that's neither here nor there, but um, we found that at a library sale. So obviously it was, yeah. it was an ex-library rental that they were selling at like the yearly library sale. So they did have that. Yeah. Yeah, so you just gotta it, look, you know. You just to people out there, you just gotta look everywhere. You know, look at your local library. Find out when your library sale is. You never know what you're gonna find there. Yeah, I think that's important. I think for people out there that are collectors, because I think a lot of people just want to just go on eBay. You know, keep in mind that eBay is gonna. A lot of times, eBay is inflated because the people that are selling on eBay, you know, they're trying to make a living a lot of times with with, with right. eBay. And so it, yeah. it behooves them to go to these library sales, buy everything up, and then try to inflate the place because they've, you know, they got to put food on their table. Um, and so, you know, if you can get there first and kind of find some of the stuff that you really want, um, you get it for that bargain that is just, yeah, it's, it's, you know, like yeah, and you cut out like, the middleman. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then if Legacy of Lies isn't any good too, right? If well, you don't like not. it or whatever, <laughs> it's only out two bucks, and you don't feel as bad right. about it. It's not that good, unfortunately. And even then, you could trade it in at certain places and maybe yeah. make some part of that back. So it's a whole system, but you know, you have to you have to put in the time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, I'm well, on number four. Yeah, I think you're on number four. Uh, yes, tonight. which mine is Bridge of Dragons. Nice, oh. nice. So, yeah. so that one's on my list as well. So we can probably oh. bang it out right here. And um, yeah, yeah, sure. Not, you got not, it. Not, not, not for number four, but it is on my list. Okay, and oh, I yeah. wonder where that is on your list. Oh uh, yeah, I put. It's kind of interesting one. It's like post-apocalyptic, better than the last warrior, which right. is uh, one of the yes. worst dolls. Yes. Like he's just, well, he's just sitting on a bus the whole time. The last warrior is like he's a bus. And then a woman does a rain dance and suddenly starts oh, raining. Get off my screen! Yeah, exactly. Yes. But that part of dragons is not like that. There's a lot oh, more to that. Good. <laughs> yeah, you got Kerry Tagawa being evil as usual, and it's funny. It's just, the swishes from Florentine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's why I made it. The other thing too is that this is the second movie that I know of. I know that maybe there's other movies out there, but I believe this is the second movie where you have a character named Warchild unironically um, in it. So you've got this one, and of course you've got um, you've got uh, Point Break, right? Where um, oh uh, yeah, right. Vincent Clint is Warchild, and um, um, Swayze has one of my favorite lines ever in movie history: "Back off, Warchild." Seriously, um, <laughs> one of my favorites. And so, whenever we would hear his name is Warchild, I remember my friends and I because my friends and I got this um, for two dollars at Suncoast. Um, used at oh, Suncoast. Oh, I love hearing that. 
Yeah. And we were just like, we watched it. We didn't know what to expect from it. We didn't know what this was. Um, and we just loved it. And it became like one of our, our all-time favorites where we would just watch it over and over. But that was one of the things we would do sometimes. Like whenever they would mention War Child, you know, like, oh, War Child, this or that. We'd be like, back off War Child. Seriously. Um, <laughs> I didn't even realize Suncoast sold things for that low. I, I My memory of Suncoast is that they were like, you know, high mall prices. I didn't think that... They had even two dollar bargains, or maybe that was, or was that when, when it was going out of business. Yeah, it was towards the end, so they were trying to be flexible, I think, or trying to, to be mm-hmm. agile, as they say in the in the business world. Um, and so they started selling used DVDs, and so most of them were more like five bucks, but this one I think was two because it was again, it was you know, you know, again, it was unsung, right? It was an unsung film. Mm-hmm. Unsung doll. Right. I mean, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So you got DVD or wait, DVD or tape? It was DVD. No, it was a DVD. Okay, get it on so, DVD for two bucks. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I've, this is an enjoyable one. People need to know. I, no one ever talks about Bridge of Dragons. Yeah. So. Yeah. This one, I, I mean, like you said, there's a swishing sounds, the sounds there. I mean, it, it's also got Gary Hudson, and um, we used to make jokes about Gary Hudson's character because it's like he, <laughs> like he would drink out of that flask, and we'd be like, oh man, this milk is horrible, you know, stuff like that. Like he just, you know, and, and then like, like Dolph, remember he gets a cut on his forehead, and they 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 tape they 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 tape this like square size like gauze or something to it mm-hmm. and, and it looked like a maxi pad and so we would joke about that's adults got a maxi pad on his head you know and um yeah i mean i mean it, it takes place in this future that's like i guess there's like one asian family and they run everything right so there's tagawa right. like there's like maybe like two or three asian people total it seemed like they run a lot and then you've got like this these eastern european peasants that like and it's like it's like futuristic but it's like i don't know like like you know like 19th century or I don't, you know, and all the vehicles had 666 on them, which was interesting. Um, oh, yeah. It, memory. Yeah. It's because well, I've seen this so many times. Oh, yeah, so I want to say a couple of years ago, I still don't really have a copy. Yet. I'm trying to, you know, what is it? I'll have to buy one. Yeah. Suncoast isn't around. I know. Yeah. I just get a Suncoast. If I have another yeah. copy. Yeah, I mean, for people out there, this is on all the streamers that we've been talking oh, it about. It seems, okay. like, it seems like almost every Dolph that's not like, you know, his biggest ones. It seems like they're all available to stream for the most oh, part. Good. So I know um, I so watched far, it on Amazon. We watched on Amazon a couple yeah. years ago. Yeah, I this. I mean, and, and like you said, it's Isaac Florentine who, um, you know, this is. I think people when they, they hear Isaac Florentine, they think of him with Scott Adkins doing like some of like the really most amazing stuff. Like this yeah, isn't really that, right? <laughs> no, this one's a little. I wouldn't say low rent, but definitely a little junkier. It's yeah. like. Yeah, and and um, you know, for for our friend uh, Will at Exploding Helicopter, it has a great exploding helicopter oh. at the end, which I think it's is awesome. Yeah, yeah, and because there's that awesome exploding helicopter in Red Scorpion. Yes, right? that, that's like a classic one. It's like a top five, probably. Yeah, and I really, I really. First of all, that doesn't fit the subject because that no. I think that is more of a sung dolphin than unsung. Yeah. I think people know about Red Scorpion. So yeah, Red Scorpion I is is, is yeah. more sung than uh, yeah. Than, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, it's sung. No one says sung. Exactly. Right. Well, that's why we're saying it today, and we're getting, you know, we're giving people some content they don't get elsewhere. Exactly. Uh, you want your number three, or you want me? So my number, um, or my number four. Um, so actually, I believe this one is on your list further up. So, um, but my number four is the Peacekeeper. Yes. Ah, yes. <laughs> I like Montel Williams. I was never on his show as a guest, though. <laughs> I mean, casting genius. Yeah. Yeah. Um, getting assuming, Mattel Williams yeah. to team up with Dolph Lundgren. I don't know who thought of that, but kudos <laughs> to them because that is a great idea. 
I wonder if Lou Gossett Jr. wasn't available. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he was a lot like Lou Gossett Jr., Mr. Montel. And it is a type of role that Gossett would have done. But, you know, he was working a lot at that time, Gossett. So oh, yeah. He probably wasn't available, but, I'm, but you're right. I'm, I'm guessing that was the filmmaker's first choice. But thank yeah. God they went with Montel because that yeah. had such a great uh, idea, such a great team up. And you got Roy Scheider as the president, and then you had that wacky car chase on the roof. It's a winner. Yeah. Well, and then there's that scene with Montel Williams where um he's like he's going into a room and he's got his gun. And he, I guess he's like trying to look up and point his gun at something. But um, I don't know if maybe like the way he did it the first time, it was too stiff. And the director's like, no, no, you need to be more action. So he's like got his like butt sticking out and he's like crouching almost. <laughs> and it's like, the, like I remember we watched that like multiple times. Um, and then, of course, the other thing is the nuclear codes. The way that the nuclear codes are set up is it's a screen on, on the laptop or something that has a list of countries. And I guess you just click the country and you blow it up with the nuclear bomb. <laughs> wow. One of them is Chile, not Oh. Not Chile, right? Or C H I L E. Chile, right? But it's, Chile, it's a like bowl. the food, right? Like the food. It's a, and so I remember the longest <laughs> time on my computer, I actually had a screenshot of that as my 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 wall my desktop wallpaper was just oh, that's that. Hilarious. Yeah. So that that makes me think of they can blow up other places. Like they can, we're going to blow up donut. They're going to blow up donuts. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, they, I, they can probably blow up turkey. Or oh, Hamburg. <laughs> yeah, Hamburg. There's a lot of places they can blow up. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, hungry, maybe hungry. Yeah, no hunger. Right, they'll definitely take out world hunger right there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it. it, The movie itself, it it is. Like you said, it. it, And and this is another one for people out there. This is another one that's available to stream pretty much everywhere. So you know, I think Tubi, um, you know, IMDb TV, Pluto, uh, and and it's just like I, I think, like you said, the casting decision to put. Montel Williams in this with Dolph, it's Genius. it just makes it so much fun to to you yeah know, it, it, yeah it's just a fun time. Um, and uh, I Mont- now we might need some fact checking on this, but I, I do seem to remember in the nineties, um, Montel Williams took credit for the insult. Is that your head, or did your neck throw up? Oh, did he? Now, I, now Montel Williams claims to have invented that insult. I can't um, see fact, uh, live fact-checking at the moment. Well, <laughs> well, that's okay. We'll let the listeners do it. But I believe Montel was like, yeah, I thought of that. Yeah, I said it on my show, and everyone started copying me. So fun fact about Montel Williams. He he says he invented that. So there you go. We can we can go back to Montel Williams. Maybe he's on Cameo asking about the Peacekeeper. <laughs> well, I mean, what's next? You're going to put a movie with Cynthia Rothrock and Jenny Jones? I mean, yeah. how, <laughs> how did he come up with this? Or Ricky Lake. We talked about because Dolph has done. He's also done a film with Jerry Springer. I was. So, you just. I. That's the next movie. I was about to say. Oh, that's your next. Okay, perfect. Well, maybe. Yeah, maybe it was we'll, perfect. Good segue. Okay, well, should we segue into it and then talk? Because I have this idea for for movie. Um, uh, well, maybe I'll just mention it. Like, okay. I think we talked about this maybe, Ty, that um, this idea of Jenny Jones and mm-hmm. Dolph in a movie where Jenny Jones is sending kids to the boot camp, right? Because they always do the boot camp, right? You know, yes. the, yeah. And, yeah. and it ends up being like one of those, like, you know, the, the, the boot camp is being – that the island the boot camp is on, um, drug dealers are, are doing a big drug exchange there. So Dolph, who, like, runs the boot camp, has to, like – it's almost like detention. Yeah, but, but you know. But it'd be a good way to use Jenny Jones. I mean, I don't know if you can use Jenny Jones anymore after what happened with her show. Like, I don't know if like, she's too toxic, but that idea of the boot camp thing. It's a good idea. Yeah, and like, he has to like, t- take these undisciplined 14-year-olds and get them to fight against the drug dealers. Yeah. yeah. 
it's it's a good idea. It's another good idea. Yes. Trying to think of a good title, maybe like under the boot. <laughs> right. 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 Like, yeah. Reform school. No, I don't know. Oh, reform yeah. school. Yeah. yeah. Killer. Yeah. Yeah. Killer. Well, reform. And, and if she had uh, Bruce Willis, it can be called Boot Kill or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised it hasn't been made yet. I would probably making it right now, boot kill. Um, but yeah, so that's another good idea. But so, uh, well, Ty, you have the next one. Well, the, I, have, I think I we know what it's going to be, but what is it? Yeah, it's the Defender because it's got Jerry Springer as the president, which is interesting. It's a good idea for the being the president. I think he has a final thought. Yeah, he has a final thought in it. I think he does. I think I think you're right. Um, I think he did. Yeah, yeah I mean, and this was Dolph's directorial debut. It as was, well, yeah. Lance it? Rockford is his that, name, Dolph. Right. Like, I use that name for a lot of things, Lance Rockford. Um, yeah. Can you tell your passwords? Don't say yeah. which ones. Yeah, well, it's, like, no, it's like a screen name that I'll use sometimes. Oh, a screen Rockford name. For things. Yeah, and so uh, I probably shouldn't tell people this because you could find me on, on, on Reddit, but um, that's one of them. But also when it, it was Cinemageddon, when they had that one, I would use that, that as my, my password when I still had that account. Um, yeah, I would use Lance as, as like a screen name for things if I can. Uh, so, uh, yeah, a lot of this doll stuff is, you know, it's in a lot of your online life because, you know, you had the screenshot of Chili and you had uh, Lance Rockford. Well, yeah. the thing about uh, the Defender was that I pre-ordered it on Amazon because when I heard that Jerry Springer and Dolphin London were in a movie, I pre-ordered it immediately. And then I also pre-ordered the other Jerry Springer movie called Citizen Verdict, which is an yeah. insane movie. Yeah. Um, so anyway, you, you, pre-ordered, you also pre-ordered Russian Specialist, didn't you? I sure did. I pre-ordered that. Like, I'm pre-ordering the Russian Specialist. That's me. But it's like... So, that, he's that movie, pre-ordering it? He pre-ordered yeah. He wanted a copy of his own movie. He loved making it. Um, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, Defender, I mean, I need to re-watch it. Uh, I don't remember. I know it was a little... Well, obviously it was stupid. But yeah. I feel like it's going to be better now. But I think, from, from what I remember, there wasn't that much Springer. Right. Like, no, there wasn't. No, no. It was not like Citizen Verdict. Um, yeah, it was all Springer. Yeah, because this is it's one of those things where the, it's not like one of those ones where the president is like kidnapped or yeah, something he's just like there. that. He's just in Washington yeah. sort of being apprised of things that are happening. Yeah, and he, <clears throat> he drops by once in a while. He's not like it's nonstop. Well, not yeah. that Citizen Verdict is nonstop Jerry Springer, but it's pretty close. Yeah. He's, he's, well, I mean, but Springer is no stranger to politics because wasn't yeah. he the mayor of, was it Cincinnati? Yeah, he was. Cincinnati. So, yeah. So, I mean, it's not that crazy to think that he might become president one day because he was a mayor of a big city. So, uh, you know, um, well, I get to, he had to fulfill his. Yeah. In uh, real life, he can't be president because he was born in, in, in London. Um, oh, so, fun fact. Did not know about, that. About did Springer. not know that. So, yeah. he's really. Uh, an Englander. So this is as close as we're going to get to a special <laughs> exactly. presidency. Yes. Like, I think from the movies that I've done on the site, I think he and Rudger Hauer are the two non uh, people that aren't <laughs> Americans that have played presidents um, on, on films that we've done. Right. right. You love uh, Scorcher, right? I think you said you don't like Scorcher. That's the Rudger Hauer president. Yes. Movie. Yeah. I think I wasn't a fan of that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the idea is good. Yes. Um, and uh, just a fun personal fact, the studio where they film – Springer, the Steve Wilkos show, and Maury. Uh, what's the other one? There's a third it's not, one. It's not Maury. Oh no! Yeah, no, it was Maury. It's Maury. Um, that's in Stamford, Connecticut. And when I used to work in Stamford, I would pass by that building like every day. And you, you <laughs> see where they're filming Springer, and it's it's pretty amazing because it's like right in downtown Stamford, Connecticut. Um, 
uh, and that's where they shoot those three shows. So I know where I know where he is. If if or if he if he's still <laughs> filming, I don't know. But... Show. I think they now he's <gasps> filmed Baggage or something or Judge Jerry. Right, Judge Jerry uh, is what he does now. Is yeah, that still in Connecticut? Yeah. I'm not sure. I don't know, but Maury and Wilkos might still be in that same studio yeah. in Stanford, but I, I don't know. Yeah. He could be an action star, Povich. It's like, oh, yeah. Povich. Yeah. <laughs> well, Steve Wilkos could actually be an action yeah, star. Yeah, he could yeah. be more of a brute, kind of like a Vin Diesel type, right? It's like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he could have a line, get off my stage, right? And like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. That'd be like if terrorists take over a TV stage, we not a studio, just, just the stage, just and the he stage. has to say, get off my stage in a, in a Air Force One-esque moment. Yeah, he has like a nice zoom-in close-up. Yeah. <laughs> get off my Wilco's. stage. He's very protective of his stage. But we got to get to your your next uh, movie, Matt. Keep just... <laughs> oh, where were we? Yeah, so I'm on my number three. So my number three is actually it's another new one for Dolph. It's Battle of the Damned. Um, oh, and this one is a tougher that. one to find. Um, I I saw it on Hoopla of all places. Um, so uh, for people who don't know what Hoopla is, um, it's what's um, all the Hoopla? Right, what's all the like, <laughs> deep in the Hoopla? Right, like But um, Hoopla is like um, essentially what Hoopla does is it takes your 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 library account and it allows you to stream a selection of movies that they have for free. Um, so, so you, you like, I use my, you know, my Philadelphia <laughs> library account to log into Hoopla and then whatever movies they have available, I can stream, and you, you can stream them for like three days and then, um, and you get like four things you can take out a month is how it works. And so, um, yeah, so, so that was what I did. But, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, you, this movie, it's, um, a, um, movie about zombies that take over a city in uh, Thailand. Um, Dolph robots. Right, right. So robots show up at the end, right? So suddenly oh, robots okay. show up, right? So yeah, so so at first it's just him fighting zombies, and then suddenly all these robots show up, and he befriends the robots, <laughs> um, which is uh, always fun. Um, and um, yeah, um, it's um, his character name is Max Gatling, which I it's <laughs> Lance Huckford, but it's close. I mean, it's no war child either, I guess you could say. If your name was Matt Gatling, that'd be awesome. Or Brett Gatling, <laughs> Ty Gatling. <laughs> yes. You could be named after Gun. That'd be so cool. <laughs> well, I mean, I can't comment on this because I have not seen this movie. So I, 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 it's on the queue, you know, but I haven't watched it yet. But yeah, tell, tell, I don't mind spoilers. I don't mind. Well, because I mean, there well, isn't, it, it, it's not. Or do you? Do you mind spoilers, Brett? I might mind spoilers, and the listeners <laughs> might mind spoilers. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. the only spoiler that we've given away so far is that the robots show up. But the thing oh, is, okay. if you just go to the, you look on the, the cover, you see the robots there, so you know they're going to come eventually, right? So where, where are these robots going to show up? That, that's really the only spoiler is when the robots come in. Um, beyond that, the, I mean, that's the only spoiler I've given away so far. I should say there's there are other things that happen in the film that I won't try to give away. But essentially, the idea is that that, that this rich man, who um, uh, has has a daughter who's like stuck in this zone that's been taken over. It's like you know you know how like that happens, right? There's the the, the vampire or zombie outbreak, and they quarantine the area to to keep everybody in who could be infected. Well, Dolph has to go in there with his team of mercenaries to to extract this one girl who's like dad is like the CEO of the company or something, and then um, his his crew gets killed, and he's like. I gotta, I gotta finish the job for my guys, you know. 
Um, and, and that's, that's really what it is. And so then he's like in there just doing it. But, but I mean, it's, it's an invested Dolph. I think that's one thing you get a good amount of Dolph in this film. Um, and it is kind of a fun idea, especially when he's interacting with the robots. Um, that's something that I think is, is a lot of fun. So the problem is, is you can't really get it other than hoopla. Um, or maybe you probably get it from DVD on Netflix, but prime charges $2 for it. I don't know that it's necessary. I think for these movies that are unsung, um, I think if it was a little bit more sung, I'd say charge, you know, spend $2 to rent it. I don't know that it's necessarily r- worth that. Yeah, interesting. Okay. Because when um, we talked about The Peacekeeper and um, what's the other one that you had that would overlap? Um, Bridge of Dragons? Yeah. Yeah, so I only have one more movie. Okay. <laughs> Which is, um, uh, what is this? I, I can't remember. The Killing Machine. Oh, yes. So, okay. So another uh, directed by Dolph movie. Yeah. Um, so that's a good one because that really one that really does deliver the goods. Because um, it has that awesome bit with, we'll just say some home gym equipment. Yes. <laughs> so, so yeah. it's like okay, that was awesome. <laughs> but it also has another title. It's called like Icarus. Yeah, Icarus. It's like his right. name. His name is like Edward June or something. Why do I remember this without yeah. looking it up? By the way. Um, <laughs> it's a good movie. Just, I think people should know more about because him and then Bo Svensson. Yeah. And that's how like how my Dolph impression kind of started because he's good like Dose Vidanya. I don't know if he's supposed to be Russian, but he did go through kind of a spate of movies in sort of like the two thousands where he played lots of Russian characters. Um, you know, Russian specialist, um, possibly this, and there's like a couple <laughs> others where he well, I guess uh, you could count. Uh, was he playing one more? Right. There's at least one more where he's supposed to be Russian. Yeah, uh, this one's a Soviet trained assassin. Um, yeah. So he's definitely a definitely. Yeah, I mean, you know, Soviet trained, KGB trained. It was um, it was like once the Ivan Drago thing. Because I, I mean, I mean, imagine it's, it's got to be an important skill, right, to have uh, to be able to be Russian in a movie, but the <laughs> you know a fluent English speaker. Who you know people will, will buy as a Russian um, because then you can do both, right? You can read all the lines you need to read. You can do all the stuff that you need to do. Mm. Um, yeah, so it, it, it's got to be a skill that must be like really important in in the in, in the DTV industry. Yeah, I would think. And also the cover it says Dolph Lundgren is the killing oh. machine. Oh no, you're gonna get me on that rant again because this is uh, that that's the title that comes up on your if you watch it. Let's say it came to Stars or something. Mm-hmm. It, it says the title is Dolph Lundgren is the killing machine. That's not the title of the movie. <laughs> it's just the killing machine. This is just like Kari were poison. <laughs> if you look up <laughs> Kari were poison and you look up the tape or it says Kari were poison. <laughs> it just supports the Kari were in poison. It's just Kari were poison. <laughs> well, that actually might be good to know though, because yeah. um, I'm looking at this up online. It, it says, uh, Pluto. It, it's available on Pluto, according mm-hmm. to IMDb, um, mm-hmm. and so it's possible on Pluto that you're going to see this in any number of iterations if you're looking for this one. Uh, so look okay. up Icarus, look up mm-hmm. Killing Machine, or look up Tall Flankard is the Killing Machine. Um, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> right, because... It doesn't <laughs> come on, and that that, that, won't, that went through so many bits for that to happen. How did that even? There's so many mistakes. Right. So it's like, right. But the movie overall is actually pretty entertaining. So. 
Yeah, and one other thing too I want to say too cuz talking about watching it on streaming. This mm-hmm. is another one of those ones that it it does benefit from the DVD because um Dolph does some commentary and he does some uh some interviews about the film cuz I guess I guess it wasn't originally supposed to be him that was directing it. I think somehow he mm-hmm. either felt to him to directing it or or something happened there. Um and mm-hmm. he talks about that process of directing the film like there's a um they 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 shot it in in Vancouver, but it's supposed to take place in L.A. So I guess there were a lot of scenes that they would do where it would be freezing out, and they couldn't shoot because you could see everybody's breath from how cold it was. Um, and it's like L.A. You know, it's never cold enough in L.A. that you could see each other. You know, so and, and it's funny because you know when we think of that, right? For us, like that would be kind of like a fun thing. That would, might make the movie even more fun for us, right? That we're like, oh, they're supposed to be in L.A. and it's so cold out that we can see their breath. You know, um, whereas like Dolph's like, no, I want to make sure that this this doesn't you know. This doesn't seem right. I need to fix that, and it's almost like for us, like no, don't fix it. It makes it even more fun for us. Well, it shows he's a professional. But what's interesting is that uh, for people that are interested in that sort of thing, he's been on a lot of DVD and Blu-ray commentaries talking about his movies and well, yeah, um, regeneration, right? Like, yeah, yeah, he's on the commentary. Yeah, with John Hyams, and they're talking together about what it was like to make that great, excellent movie. And and he pops up here and there on these commentaries. So he's out there doing that. And I think there's a commentary for Skin Trade. So with yeah. Dolph. So I haven't listened to it yet. It's hard to listen to commentaries. But for Dolph, yeah. usually I would make the time, you know. Well, yeah, because I think the, the funny thing about the the the, um, the reason why I did the um, the commentary for the regeneration one was that he I think he says at the beginning he's only going to be there for a few minutes and then yeah. he ends up sitting and watching the whole thing with with John Hyams. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I'm not like, going to oh, watch okay. the whole thing. I'll, I'll be uh, you know what I like this movie. I'm going to stay for the whole time. <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> pretty much what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now, for my list, um, I did have um, Bridge of Dragons as my number one. So uh, I guess the only one that's left for me that, that we haven't talked about is my number two was The Minion um, with oh, the Spike Glove. <laughs> Spike Glove, Dad. Oh, that was one that my buddy and I actually saw. This was actually kind of like the, you know, you think of like the whole like Zoom, you know, like, like, like remotely, like, you know, doing mm. things together kind of thing. Actually, this was in like 2006. Um, my buddy and I were in two completely separate locations. I think I was going to, to UNH uh, for grad school or something like that. And I was in the, the dorm and he was, I think, up in Bangor, Maine, where he was uh, in school or something. But we, using AIM, um, we both watched <laughs> the Minion at the same time. I think it was on USA or something like that. And mm. we were riffing it via AIM together. That's uh, fun. Yeah, so yeah, thinking that's, about that's this whole a fun thing, memory. right? You know, fifteen years before, you know, or fourteen <laughs> years before, everybody's doing everything remotely, you know, together. Um, right. We did that, and uh, but I, I always remember that, and I, I called that movie um, in my 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 blog post. I said it was too amazing for words, right? Because again, you're talking about uh, Dolph Lundgren as a KGB trained Knights Templar priest who <laughs> is like seeking out this demon that apparently. It lodges itself in what they call the primitive part of the brain, which is apparently is the brainstem is the the primitive part of the brain. Didn't didn't know that, but that's interesting. Um, and so then the spike glove, it's meant to like penetrate that primitive part of the brain um, and and take the demon out. That was the idea. Um, so. I said that the movie was too amazing for words. I think that was, that was the expression that I used. And um, one of the DVD iterations of this thing, it's like a, um, one of those ones that's like on, uh, uh, it's on a DVD with two other movies. Mm. Uh, they couldn't find anything good to say about the, or they, they couldn't find anybody that had said anything good about the movie. So they quoted my thing saying it's too <laughs> oh. amazing for words. And I'll, wow, that's you know, great. 
Yeah, it is on the back there. But it, it's hilarious because, of course, I'm saying it's too amazing for words because it's like the goofiest concept ever. And it was just like so much fun. But they're just like, hey, let's go with it. You know, this is fine. You know? That's great. Really, that's great. They use you. So you have a personal connection to the minion. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but I think this is one that for me, I think it's just, um, I don't know. I don't know what you guys think, but I, I always feel like it's another one of those, like that kind of that, that 90s concept movie where, you know, like, you know, we've got an archaeologist who's like extremely rich so that she can have like this, like, you know, like designer wardrobe and, and, and all this stuff. When we all know that, arch- you know, most people know archaeologists don't make any money because, you know, you know universities don't pay archaeologists that much. Um, you know, like this whole like thing of like, again, a Knights Templar KGB train free, you know, who just shows up and the Knights Templar were somehow in the United States and all of that kind of crazy <laughs> stuff. That with this, it just seemed like movies in the 90s, especially the late 90s, just had a lot of this weird stuff like that. Um, Dolph is a Russian again. That's another thing to keep in mind. Um, yeah, it's just all of that stuff. I don't know. It's just like there's something about that kind of movie that is just a lot of fun. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. Um, and yeah, it's good that you. I yeah. have a copy on DVD. I found more like a dollar, <laughs> but just oh. just just the minion. No, not the extra movies. What do you know? Do you remember the other extra movies on the disc or? I don't. That's a good question. Maybe I can look it up on Amazon. Um, oh, okay. Because like, it might it might show it. You know, like on on Amazon, it might have that version of it. Um, mm. And um, yeah, because yeah, I think one of them might have been like Deep Deep Blue or something. Or what, what was the the, the shark movie? Um, uh, Deep Blue Sea. Yeah, I think so. That might have been another one. Um, I wonder how they choose which movies go on these DVD packages. It's like because yeah. why would the Minion go with Deep Blue Sea? That seems uh, like a crazy combination. Yeah, oh, and the other problem too, of course, with the Minion is that. Um, uh, it's when you when you try to look it up. Um, oh, you're right. Those are like those little cartoon characters, right? Right, right. Of course. So, yeah, Dolph was so. first, as usual. Right, <laughs> exactly. I think he's in a minion. One of the the, the new minion movies that's coming out. Is that new minion? Why did they ever stop making those? Know, Dol- Dolph's in it. I think he's in it as like a, um, I'm a minion. Yeah. yeah. Oh, here we go. Okay, so let's see. Here. I've done this before. I was in the minion yeah. before. Why are you wasting my time with this? I already did this. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me you said that. <laughs> Wait, how could you not want to watch that? Uh, for some reason, um, I'm, I'm looking this up and I'm getting like a Charlie Brown Easter movie. So I guess that's, you know, you just never know what you're going to find. Um, well, you can get back to us on, on a later. Uh, yeah, because I, I, I have the DVD like like on the floor near me here. But it was <laughs> it is like kind of interesting to think about like what other movies were involved with it. But yeah, it doesn't seem like they, they have it. I'm going to um, put you on the spot. But I, thought, I thought maybe you had it near you. So. Yeah, no, I thought I, I thought you know, I thought I could just because I think I got it on, on on Amazon, so I actually got it from Amazon, and uh, um, yeah, it it yeah, it didn't, yeah, doesn't seem like it, like it's showing up, which is too bad. Oh, okay. Yeah, like I said, I'm I'm fresh out of Dolph. Uh, on the yeah, list, so it's I, mean, not I had all a, rest of your stuff. I had some um some honorable mentions. Um, okay. One one interesting one, I think, and, and unfortunately it's not available to stream as far as I can tell anymore. It's called mm-hmm. Welcome to Willits. I don't know if you've heard of that one. I've I, I <sighs> heard of the movie, but I've never seen it. So Welcome to Willits is a horror film that came out in like 2013. It's like an, an indie horror flick. And Dolph has a very small part in it. But the basic idea behind the film is that uh, there's an alien invasion and this guy and his, his wife are like trying to like kill the aliens but really what it is is that he the, the guy and his wife are like on some kind of vo- version of meth i think it is or something that's like causing them to see hallucinations and think that these kids that are camping in the area are mm-hmm. the aliens 
And so he's like picking them off. This this guy is picking them off. Um, let me see if I can find the actor's name because he's actually kind of famous. I think um, Bill Sage is is his name. I believe. I've heard of him. He's like one of these character actors. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And so um, Dolph's part in it. Dolph is like a TV police officer, and this guy is watching TV, seeing Dolph play this TV police officer, and then Dolph he, with the hallucinations, Dolph is telling him to do things. Uh, like kill people <laughs> and stuff like that. It uh, Dolph like is really into the role. I mean, it's a very small Dolph role. That's the thing. Um, but you know, just from like kind of like a creativity standpoint, I think it's kind of a fun movie in that sense. And and Dolph just seems to get what they're going for and sells it even more, which was kind of fun. Have to keep an eye out for it. Yeah, it, it was on Netflix for the longest time, and oh, then. Was? They just, you know, you know how Netflix is. They just like, well, we got to go. We got to cut it. And <laughs> yeah, we got to go. I like that. We got to go. Exactly. And so it, what happens is, right, with these movies is that um, Netflix cuts it. And then it's like, okay, how long does it take until Tubi picks it up? And and that's really what we're waiting for, I guess, now, is that hopefully at some point Tubi – it's on, um, I guess, um, IFC, the IFC channel, uh, mm-hmm. or independent film channel. They have a, um, a Prime channel, and I guess it's on there because, again, it's an independent film. It's kind of more, you know, more that kind of thing than it is a, um, like, just a st- sort of straight-ahead DTV horror film. Okay. <laughs> Um, and then two other ones that I had were two that okay. I've covered on the podcast before. Um, don't Kill It and Altitude. Uh, so Don't Kill It, that's the one, again, so it's kind of similar to The Minion. I think that's why uh, one reason why I didn't want to include it here, because The mm. Minion kind of does what Don't Kill It does better. But I shouldn't say better, right? Don't Kill It's a more... Um, I thought that was okay. I mean, like all the screaming, like the nonstop screaming of the monsters <laughs> of Don't right, Kill exactly. It. Yeah. I, I think I put it on mute. I think I muted it. Right, right, and it also it's a little bit more of a competent film, but I almost sometimes that works to its detriment, right? That like the minion being less competent actually is more fun, um, and so there's always that part of it too, right? That like um, that sometimes you'd rather have a film be a little bit more all over the place and have fun with it than to have it be competent and there isn't as much to make fun of because then if like you said if it has things like the screaming, um, there isn't there aren't other things to have fun with it in addition to it. Right. No, I certainly agree with that. And then you said the other one was Altitude. That's one of Denise Richards, right? Right. And I think a lot of people it, – it's an interesting film because Denise Richards, I think you, you look at it and go, oh, you know, Denise Richards. What? And I think a lot of people didn't like it. And I, I covered that one with Mitch on a podcast. And I think people thought like you – know, because Mitch, like if you ever read his reviews, like he, he's like tough. You know, like, I think, tough. Um, yeah, he's tough. His yeah. reviews are tough. Yeah, like it's funny. Like uh, a lot of times, I'll, I'll, I'll I kind of was like what I call like a trifecta movie, where like I review something that you and, and Mitch have already reviewed, and so <laughs> I'll look at both of your your reviews. Whereas like you guys will maybe give a movie like three and a half stars, mm-hmm. um, but you'll talk about like all the things that are wrong with it and all the things that are good, and then I'll look at Mitch's and he might give that same movie like one and a half stars, <laughs> but it's like he said the exact same things that you guys said that were good and bad, um, and it's always kind of interesting to see that difference in like you know like you know. Like who gets a pass and who doesn't, you know? Right. Like, yeah. So, it, so he, do you guys like Altitude or not like so Altitude? We did. We did, and I think people were expecting us to crush it because, again, you know, like uh, you know, Mitch had his reputation as being tougher on movies, uh, and then I have, you know, just you know, oh, but it's Matt. He's going to make fun of the movie or something like that, and we didn't crush it. And I think people were like, oh, that's that's interesting. Like we were, you know, like you're going to just make fun of Denise Richards for two hours and, and all that. But it, you know, Denise Richards is pretty capable as the hero. It's, it's the thing is that Dolph is, isn't in it as much. He's not even like the lead baddie. It's like, he's just there, but 
his Dolph presence is just so immense. It's like the moment he walks onto the plane, because it's a the movie's about a, a plane that gets hijacked, and um, sounds know, familiar. Richards, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, like that. You know, Die Hard on a plane, I guess you could say. But but right. Denise Richards is like the this FBI agent who's just happens to be on that flight, and so she's the the fly in the ointment, right? The the bug in the system, you know. Oh, the, it's like executive decision, right? Like, <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, it's pretty much that. Yeah, and and it's like I think it would just be that if it wasn't for Dolph, like just Dolph's presence there. But I think, you know, Denise Richards also does a good job. And it's almost a sense, too, that, like, Dolph wants Denise Richards to kind of, to, to shine in that movie. He wants it to be her movie. Um, and I, I appreciate that, too, that Dolph... I think that's one thing about Dolph that you don't see from a lot of the other big names. Is the other big names, when they're in the movie, they want, to, they want it to be their movie. They need it to be... You know, if Dolph's in the movie, it's got to be Dolph, right? Everything's got to be about Dolph. Um, and or no, not 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 about that. But you know, the other people, it's got to be about them. Whereas Dolph is like, now I'll take a backseat. I'm I'm happy to sort of let Denise Richards have her moment, or let some of the other people in the film. You know, I think uh, Kelsey Grammer, Kelsey Grammer's daughter is in it as well, and um, I think he was he was happy to let her sort of have her moment there, uh, which is one thing that's kind of cool about Dolph. But by the same token, for us that are watching a movie with Dolph in it, we, we're kind of looking Dolph? for Dolph. I don't know where I am. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, have, I mean, I guess I have to I, say I, this is a good list. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you know the two big things I think for people out there is that one, almost everything we listed here is available on Tubi. That's good. Um, That's good to hear because it's like, yeah. where are these movies? No, they're available. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because no, nobody can seem to find things, right? Like they they're always looking where where can I find these things? Where you know where do you get these? And I think for people that are kind of just kind of getting into Dolph or like they have an idea of who Dolph is but they don't know the rest of them. I think this is a good place for people to start. Well, and you, I think you gave people uh, like a really good list. Like I doubt there's anyone listening that's seen every single movie we mentioned. Like I'm sure there's movies we've mentioned that people haven't seen. So they can fill in the gaps in their Dolph watching um, habits. If you, uh, if you run down both of our lists and honorable mentions, I'm, you're going to find an uncovered gem, I think. Oh, for sure. I definitely agree. Yeah. And I mean, you could almost marathon these too with, um, you know, which um, not to be like a get off my lawn type, but I saw that the new um, Justice League, uh, Zack Snyder cut or whatever, is like four hours long. Um, (laughs) You could do like three of these movies almost in that that span of time. Um, So uh, that's that's good way to think about it i think with uh with, with these films most of them are in the the hour and a half range every once in a while they bump them to that that hundred minute mark but mm-hmm. you know you, you you get more bang for your buck i think sometimes with these oh, oh yeah 100%. well you said there's weird things that will happen that you don't expect in almost all of these movies so you know i don't think people will be disappointed no most of these movies we chose are actually highly entertaining there are no bad dogs we mentioned on the list so. Yeah, and I think you know when I was on on the show with you guys, where we talked about um, Ronald March. Is it Marchini? We never decided if it's Marchini or Marchini. Is it Marchini or Marchini? Right, but uh, I think they were, but, you know, still, we're bringing that back as yeah, we did that in July. Oh, are, oh nice. Yeah, no, like, uh, I like yeah. I like the continuity. Yeah, I, I mean, like he, you know, we talked about how he did like seven movies that like they weren't like the most amazing things ever, but they were all fun. Um, I I think especially now for people that are watching direct-to-video and you know a lot of the stuff from the 2000s and 2010s just isn't fun and 
so to kind of be able to have some some go-tos that you know, like we're telling you, you're going to have fun with these. Like they may not be like the best movies ever. There's going to be some things that you're going to find wrong with them. But to know that, okay, I'm going to go in for an hour and a half and it's going to be fun. I, I think that's that that's important. Oh, yeah. Well, I think that's true for lots of movies. Right. Yeah, well, I guess we're, we're, we're kind of, um, we're, yeah, we're kind of wrapping up now. Um, I think... Yeah, you maybe we'll kind of go into like the the plugs and, and the plugs. Okay, yeah, and all, uh, all that jazz. let's see. Um, hmm. I guess there's the oh, website. Yeah. Yep. And we got the podcast, our own podcast, which is uh, everywhere. So, yeah. where do you get your podcast? Reviews. Yeah, come up called Come Up Into Reviews podcast. So look yeah. for that on iTunes and all podcatchers. So and then we're on Twitter. Ty Come Up In. Uh, my Instagram Ty Action Rocks. I posted Night Ice 4, <laughs> Fatal Passion, today. With Paula uh, Barbieri? Yeah, Paula Barbieri. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, OJ's girlfriend. Um, yeah. And uh, is that it? Oh, we're on Facebook you know, under the site name. So, yeah. That's, that's... One thing I wanted to mention, too, about your podcast is um, oh, you sure. guys have a new segment. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, bid for Seriousness that I, I think is yes. really cool. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Well, we look forward to seeing if you have anyone that fits the. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead, go ahead, Brett. If you, I, you know, next time you're on the show, see if you can come up with someone that fits that category. Yeah. Now, now the idea, right, is that it's when a when like someone like a Charlie Sheen goes from, or like I guess like the most famous one, right, is Rick Schroeder, right? Ricky Schroeder suddenly was Rick Schroeder, and um, but right. and it seems like that it seems like it took off from there, right? And Charles Charlie Sheen was Charles Sheen, yeah. period, yeah. and um, yeah. <laughs> yes. it, yeah, so you guys sort of take that idea with, with some of these names that we're used to um, being in one way or another. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. If you so have we one, thought it was high time we did that. Yeah. yeah. So, what was the one that you had on your last show? Was that instead of oh. Yahoo Serious, it was like Yahooington? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Yahooington Serious. Um, <laughs> that's a, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. That's a good example of um, – of what we're talking about, you know, what if he wanted to get away from being the goofy, wacky, young Einstein guy and uh, wanted to do more serious roles? And he expanded to his full name that we completely made up. And also, I guess we have Rebington Brown, which we mentioned before. So, yeah. so, so this is yeah, the segment had been brewing for a while. We just kind of formalized it. Yeah, we got some ones in the hopper. And I know you'll be on our show uh I think well maybe next so, week I'll vote. It's not it's next week or something like that because we're gonna talk about Jerry Trimble. Yes. So. Yes, and uh, I, I, you know, Trimble is yeah. I mean, what, what, what would that would that be Gerald Trimble if you want? <laughs> yeah, I guess it would. Yeah. Yeah. Jerome Trimble, Trimble maybe. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. I mean, one of my favorites of one of those was um um. So back in 2011, um, the Patriots were playing the New York Giants in the Super Bowl, mm. and so uh, uh, Fred Young who does um. Full Moon Reviews. He's from the New York area. I think he's. I think he's in, he lives in Brooklyn, maybe. Um, but uh, you know, he's a Giants fan, so we had a bet. You know, okay, you know, whoever, whoever, whoever's team loses, the winner, the, the winner's team gets to um, pick a movie and make them review it. You know, it's like kind of like trying to pick something bad. So he um, he picked this movie. Do you want to know a secret um, for me to review? Which had Joey Lawrence, but as Joseph Lawrence. <sighs> And then yeah. that was in what was that? that Two thousand and one. Um, I think he's back to being Joey Lawrence now. But um, oh, thank goodness! Yeah, 
I mean, just that <laughs> idea, right? Joseph Lawrence. Um, yeah. It's <laughs> like, like, trying to fool Joey. Oh. <laughs> right, right. Insert um, whoa I, impression here. Yeah, yeah, I think I did whoa. Like, I think I started two <laughs> paragraphs with whoa, um, an exclamation <laughs> with an exclamation point. I think when I did the review, I'm looking it over right now. And, uh, uh, there's two. There's at least two whoa. Uh, that, so <laughs> you have to have that in there. And, uh, I guess it's, if we were going to do a, a Joey Lawrence impression, that's all, that's all I have is whoa. Why not? That's okay. That's all we it's have. All has. Um, but, no, but that is a good example. So, you know, if next time we're talking about it and we're setting it up, we sh- yeah, we should use Joey slash Joseph Lawrence as an example because, yeah. 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 That's what I, it is. I, I mean, I think it's one thing I love about your your guys' show is that you have those segments. I think the, mm-hmm. the should have been an action star, right? That one stemmed from an actual episode that you guys did, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, well we, yeah, we thought it would be a good episode idea, and we got a lot of positive feedback about yeah. that, so we just kind of developed it into an, or a segment. So I, that's probably what we'll do going forward. If we kind of stumble upon a good idea, maybe we'll turn it into a segment. Yeah. I mean, obviously, the, 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 the cliche of the day or the cliche, you know, the, those are, are great, too, because it's like oh, – we watch these action movies and we just see these things that happen in so many of them. It's, it's like almost like a, um, like a bingo card or something, right? When you're watching yeah. an action movie, it's like, you know, you get your card and it's like, Oh, you know, did the helicopter explode? Oh, did somebody say we've got company? You know, it's almost like, you know, like who, who wins the bingo? You know, you, you could make bingo cards with some of these things. And so it's always great to have them sort of, you know, discuss the way you guys discuss them on your show. <laughs> Well, thanks for appreciating that because kind of like what you said earlier about Cop on the Edge, you know, I just want to make it extra clear that we don't say that in a negative way because they need those things. Like if you took them away, you wouldn't have anything. So you can't get rid of them. So they're just the cliches, not in a negative way that we know and love. And like you said, they're like the lubrication of the wheels that keep it, you know, keep the train on the track. You know, we they have to happen. So yeah, the fun um, cliches you all love and enjoy. Yeah. Right. Cause when they happen, a lot of us do like a good, like Tiger Woods fist pump. Right. You know, when, when, <laughs> when it happens, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, like you, it's not like, you know, like, yeah, it's like, you're not like we're sitting there like rolling our eyes. Like when the, you know, like you, you talk about like the front desk guy, you know, um, and it's yeah. like when the bad guys come in and, you know, silence or shoot, you know, pew, pew, and, and take oh, him pew, out, pew. you know, Right, it's not like we're rolling our eyes and going, oh, you're doing that again? Oh, come on. Yeah, no. Because right. if, if you had that attitude, you wouldn't be watching these movies in the first place. Right. You know what? Maybe Golfers has a chance to have some action stars. You got Arnold Palmer. Yeah. Um, Jack Nicholas. Uh, others. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Gary Player's name, I think. Just Gary Player's? Players? That's the guy that's a real golfer? Yeah. Yes. That's great. Players. Yeah. <laughs> I think the, the one problem is I think Fuzzy Zeller would be great. The problem is he's like said so many problematic things that he's just been so canceled. That you oh, okay. Yeah, movie, that's unfortunate. Well, he could be in the cancel run, that movie that we came up with. Yeah, Luke Goss and Fuzzy. What's Fuzzy Dice? What's his name? Fuzzy, <laughs> Fuzzy Dice. Fuzzy well, Dice. And, what, and uh, Chi-Chi Rodriguez. Isn't that a, uh, <laughs> isn't that a golfer? Yeah. We could do this all day. Yeah. Uh, okay, we, it looks like we got something here. Maybe we'll do the golf uh, version of Super <laughs> Action Star. Right. Yeah. Uh, when, when you come on soon. Yeah, I guess because golf is such a bland sport that you, you got to have cool names to be able to like get your <laughs> to get jazz your it thing. up. Yeah. Right. Well, you right. have that jacket. You know that cool oh, jacket. That that, yeah, it's pretty cool. Oh. So maybe you can put it on slow motion. And then, you know, start shooting people or something. Right. Well, maybe it could be like a Die Hard in a movie where someone steals the jacket and then, yeah. you know, 
Or be yeah, like a better icebreaker yeah. where they're at some sort of yeah. golf tournament and like they take over the whole wherever they're holding it, um, yeah. like Pebble Beach yeah. or something, and then they have to kill. <laughs> yeah. You know, they have to. The, the main golfing right. hero has to kill the terrorist. Attack on Pebble Beach or something like that. Yeah, so, yeah, so yeah. You have to do it like in some kind of like because the problem with the golf course, right, is it's easy to escape, right? Um, right. So yeah, how do you make it, yeah, right. How do you make it die hardy? In a, in a, um, well, you'd have to have like a perimeter, right? They have to like maybe like a dog collar type perimeter. Like, oh, that's what it is. Everybody gets a wristband when they come to the golf event. Yeah. Okay. And then if you go through the, 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 if you go past the perimeter, you blow up because of the wristband. <laughs> that's how you so go like, yeah, yeah. contain. So like Battle Royale meets the Condemned meets uh, Deadlock. Right, you know, right. <laughs> meets, meets Die Hard. Yeah, meets right. Die Hard. Meets, or meets is it Wedlock? Is it Deadlock or Wedlock? Oh, no. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, because somehow, maybe somehow the hero, right, whoever's playing the hero, doesn't get the wristband. Um, yeah. And, well, you know, like, to bring it back to Dolph, it would be like in Command Performance. Remember, Joe goes to the bathroom and um, misses, like, the terrorists, and then he doesn't know what's going on. So it's kind of like that. Maybe someone just, like, goes to the bathroom or something and then, like, comes out and all this, and everyone has their wristband. Because, yeah. you know, we can, uh, we're doing this right now, but we could do this for another no-subject episode. <laughs> Well, at the well, we'll repeat it. We can repeat it. So, <laughs> yeah, I'll think um, of some new. I'll think of some new ideas. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, right. I have to, well, it's funny. Like every time yeah. we, we do an episode, I look at the clock and I'm like, "Oh, we're kind of closing." You know, we got. Oh, yeah. we, we've got some time here. We got some time to discuss things, and then it's like, boom. Oh, we we. It's easy to use up time. We're, we're talking. About this, you know, it's like oh, we ran out of time. <laughs> yeah, it's it die hard in a, in a golf club course. Like it, you know, it, you, you, you it, it's, it's always there's always going to be a new thing. I think with these action movies, like there's a new way to do it, um, and it, it is kind of a shame. Again, we talk about this that that you know Hollywood or whoever make the, the studios, the DTV studios, they don't listen to us and they don't listen to this show or your show, and and realize all the great ideas that we have uh, for for things. I mean. You know, Die Hard in a golf course, that would be pretty easy, I think. I think you could, you know. Yeah, you could definitely yeah, see when they've they done Die Hard so many other places. I mean, everywhere right. else. But I don't think they've ever done a golf course. Yeah, because no. I can totally see when they start shooting all the dirt flies. Yeah. You got yeah. something. Yeah. I mean, that would, that would be like the ultimate, like, awesome yes moment that happens, like, towards the end of the movie where, like, oh. our hero golfer, like, has to do this, like, impossible shot in, like, a sand trap. And, like, you don't <laughs> think it's going to happen. And then, like... And then, like, at the last second, he does it, and all the sand goes up in the air, and then, like, the golf ball blows up. And, like, yeah. that would be, like, the ultimate, you know, awesome moment. And maybe you could have a nice, cool close-up. Who would be in this? Uh, Luke Goss? So it's like... <laughs> well, he's in all of our movies. Cause, yeah. <laughs> um, we could I mean, Cancel Run and in uh, that other one. What, Attack on Pebble Beach? <laughs> no, the one we mentioned on the No Subject episode. It was No yeah. Cancel Run and... He's in um, two of our movies, Cancel Run, and another one? What's the other one? I, I, I'm not... Uh, we talked about it for a long time, I, 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 but I don't remember right now. But anyway, well, uh, he's one of the only action stars that are really kind of around. I mean, you have Scott Atkins and uh, Wayne Scott Garrett Atkins, or yeah. Stu Bennett. Or, I don't know. Same person. I mean, well, you, you got to have the co- comedic moment where they're wearing a funny golf outfit. Like, I don't want to be wearing this. <laughs> Yeah, there has to be a, there has to be a comedic relief character where someone's wearing funny pants. Yes. Yeah. Right. And maybe yeah, he could shoot the bad guy. Oh, this is a spoiler for a fake movie again. <laughs> for a movie that doesn't exist. Okay, yeah. go for it. And so he shoots the bad guy. Says hole in one. Yeah. <laughs> well, like yeah, there's like a huge 
hole through yeah. like his chest, and then he goes yeah. hole in one. Yeah, hole in one, or ooh. maybe there could be like a gun in the golf uh, uh, putter. No, not the oh, golf okay. putter. Oh, so oh, right, and he can run over somebody with the golf cart. This is good. There's a lot you can do. Like maybe he gets like a souped-up golf cart that has like a yeah, super, like, like a, a huge motor in it. Yes, yeah, it's like a machine gun on it, like a turret. <laughs> See, it, once again, it writes itself. So. That sounds great. Well, to make this move, what's their title? Hole in one. It could be. Or, or yeah, what, what could are some be. of the terms that they use for um, for scratch for, for golf? That's right. Yeah, blood scratch. That's cool. Never mind. Yeah. Um, well, wait, that could be an idea too. Yeah. We'll save that one. It could be called like American Eagle or something because you know you can oh. get an eagle. <laughs> right. Someone named uh, Asher Brown is already in that. Show. I know, but. But I, I feel like Eagle has to be in the title somewhere. Okay, okay yeah. I can see that though. Maybe Considering there's been like that. three chain of commands, I think he can do it. We could, we could get away with another American Eagle. Come back. Right? Yeah, because yeah, you know he's like a obviously he's like a ex Navy SEAL, ex Special Forces, ex Army, ex Navy, ex Rangers with a huge past, and so he's an American Patriot, and also Eagle is a golf term. So okay. I think that that's got to be it. Good. Yeah, and maybe that's what it is. Is like the bad guys are are Brits or something like that, and it's like this this tournament between the Americans and the Europeans or something, uh, like the President's Cup or, or um, the Ryder Cup that they do like that. Yeah, it could be something like that where it's like a rah rah American element to it. Uh, but, right, yeah. and just like in Die Hard, you know, where the bad guys were German or they're right. some sort of undisclosed European nationality, it, there, that has to be in there somewhere. You know, where they're the bad guys are foreign in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. I mean, you could, you know, go standard terrorist and have like the, the golf course be in like, you know, the United Arab Emirates and, and it's like they're opening it there. <laughs> That's true. Like, That's you know, true. Some like, you know, Arab te- uh, terrorist separatist group has taken it over, you know, and that's when you get, you know, um, probably like, a, I don't know who would play those parts, you know, like maybe the guy who played um, uh, uh, Django Fett in, uh, in or, you know, something like that. Um, I think he passed away recently, actually, didn't he? Um, but that would explain title for this golf thing. Oh, okay. Sand trap. Yeah. Well, we well that would be perfect if it takes place in the United Arab Emirates. Because I was going to yeah. say maybe one way, because you know we're worried about how would people not escape. Like if you're in the middle of the desert, surrounded by thousands of miles of sand, you're kind of not going anywhere. Oh, so good point. Yeah, so that would be the golf course. Right. So it's this like is good. A feat of engineering that they were able to create a lush green golf course in the middle of a desert area. Right. And so right. everybody drives the out time. there. Yeah. Yeah, no, it'd be perfect because those the engineers that work in that part of the country do that all the time. Like they came up with the soccer stadium where it like rains in the stadium mm-hmm. or something. Like they can they have all these like wacky ideas because they live in the desert so they try to so they they actually have ideas like that. So it's not that far fetched. Yeah. This is like, you know, I mean one of the things I was thinking too as we we're talking about is I love the idea that the bunker is actually used as a bunker, right? <laughs> you know, like the characters <laughs> using it yeah, to like cover to, to shoot people. Uh, that it's like yeah, literally yeah. a bunker. And a sand trap is literally a trap. Right. <laughs> yeah. So and this, yeah. This, yeah. And and I think, you know, Luke Goss I think works. And I think you can also I mean, you know, I guess with the American part of it, right, that that would make it even funnier that Luke Goss is using an American accent to play right. this American character. Um, I always get a kick out of that if it's like a real rah rah American thing and he's the American, even though he's not really American, I think would make it even better. Well, and it didn't it doesn't one of those Superman movies? Is Superman like the most Americana character <laughs> there is? Is played by a British guy, right? Cavill, yeah, Henry Henry Cavill. Is that his yeah. name? Henry Cavill. Cavill? Yeah. Is it Cavill? Cavill. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. 
Half care. Because yeah. I'm not interested. But I, I, I do find that kind of funny. Like, what they, you, there's no American, there's 330 million Americans. You couldn't find an American to play Superman. Because <laughs> yeah. they tried it with Brendan Ralph, right? And I guess for whatever reason, they didn't like him as Superman. Um, and so they're like, well, we got to get somebody else. And, and so that, yeah, so they, they find a Brit to do it. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, what a well, world. Yeah. Well, that might be a good way to uh, wrap that up. <laughs> Just, some some yeah, Brit talk. They could put a butter on it. So, yeah. So thank you guys again for coming on. Again, the, the site oh, is um, MuppetsReviews.net. The podcast, you guys can you find their podcast. I, I, I do everything through iTunes, so I never know where I, – I, even my own site, my own podcast, I forget that it's on Spotify and Stitcher. Um, so I just – because I, I, I only do things through iTunes. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think that's most people do. I think most people are on iTunes. iTunes. Yeah. I, know, I know some people who, who listen on Spotify. So. And, I, and there's at least one person that listens on Google Play, I'm told. So, so pretty um, cool. So, yeah, so thanks again for having us on the show. It was fun. Yeah, yeah, thanks yeah, again thank for coming on. It was a, another fun one. And um, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll kind of look forward to, you know, probably won't be too long before we'll be back uh, doing this one again. Yeah, we'll, no, do some, we'll, have so. some we'll, we'll be talking about Trimble very soon. You're very yes, soon. We'll exactly. set that up shortly. And I think we potentially might have some some Robert Ginty, or as I say, yeah, Ginty oh, yes. Yes. too. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, I think that's Trimble? an offing as well, a Ginty episode will be coming sometime in 2021, but I'm not sure when. And maybe even Billy Blanks too. So we got we got a lot for you. Yeah, there's a lot of great stuff out there. So you know, for everybody, this was kind of your your kind of giving you some 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 other Dolph that's out there. But there's a lot of other guys out there. There women too. There's a lot of other people out there doing doing great stuff. That uh, yeah, kind of after Dolph that that is worth checking out. Well, yeah. Well, we did a whole episode about that. The other guys. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, wait, yeah. that was on your show. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. I think it was the last time you guys were on. We did oh, yeah. yeah. But I firmly believe in in giving those people a spotlight as well. Yeah. You know, so I, I'm always happy to talk about the lesser known characters. I mean, there's only or people, I should say. I mean, there's only so much we can talk about Steven Seagal and Van Damme. I, I think people might be kind of sick of hearing about them. I think they want to hear about people like Trimble and Ginty and the rest. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to we'll definitely be doing that in the future. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, thanks again. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Thank, thank you guys again for coming on, and uh, thank you everybody for listening. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton.